My name is Stefan Bauman, and thank you once again for joining me on another podcast. Today I have an interesting conversation with one of my students about our studio, and specifically the light that comes into your studio and your studio lighting. The outcome of your painting has everything to do with the lighting in your studio, and oftentimes what we believe isn't true. So sit back and relax and listen in to this conversation that I have with one of my students on how to light up your artwork in your studio and what to do and what not to do. I was taking a group of artists to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I see a sign there that says Schwering Studio. I was like, oh, I don't know who Schwering is, but if it's a studio, it's probably an artist. So let's take a let's take a drive so i drive up and way into the hills beautiful beautiful building and i go walk up and it and uh, lady answers and she says uh yo may i help you and i said well the sign said schwering studio and she goes yeah this is the home of comrade schwering i'm the estate person and he passed away and we're selling his estate and I said, well, who's this comrade Schwering person? And she goes, well, let me introduce you to him. And so we go through his house, gorgeous. He actually was one of the artists that single-handedly created Jackson Hole, Wyoming as an art center. I mean, just as a, as a mecca for buyers um, and a historical person. So, I, so while I was getting introduced, I said, can I see his studio? She says, by all means. Now, this view of this house is such that it's a ranch-style house that looked across the Tetons. Amazing view. Um, and uh, so, and he had this, like this little mini place outside where he would paint. But, uh, and we walked by that on the way to the studio, and there's this big iron garage. Huge. You know, like the kind that you put on an industrial thing. No windows and stuff, except a side door. And so we go in there. And she says, this is his studio. And she turns on the lights and it was completely vacant. And I said, well, you already emptied it out. She says, no, this is the way it is. And then she turned on another light. And at the very end, there was a cabinet, a tabaret kind of thing where he mixed his paints and an easel. Not a window, not a painting, nothing in sight. Just this dark room and artificial light. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. You know, a house with all these views and windows and all this stuff. And this is where he created his paintings. And it made me go, hmm, that doesn't make sense. But I didn't kind of figure it out till I bought a house here in Mount Shasta. Beautiful. Are the windows from Mount Shasta. Now, Mount Shasta is 14,000 some odd feet. It's It's one of the top, highest mountains in, in the United States. It, the peak of Mount Shasta is 10 miles, according to Google, to my front window. 10 miles. I have this huge mountain in front of me. Okay. That's my studio. I look out at that. I thought, wow. Here I am. How lucky I am. I have these huge windows. Wow, a studio with light, beautiful. When it snows, even more wow, 
Because it's beautiful. I'm sitting in a snow globe, right? Every time I would paint, I would paint beautiful paintings. And then the night would come and I'd turn on my lights and I'd go, what the hell? What was I thinking? So then I would spend my night fixing my mistakes from the day and just to wake up the next morning going, oh my God, I must have gotten way overly stoned last night while I was painting. This is a disaster. And then I remembered Comrade Schwerin's studio with no windows. It doesn't really matter what you paint as long as it's in the consistent light. So if you paint a painting and you consistently just paint it, preferably in north light, with little light. Not like it next to a window, but like a little tiny window facing north like Rembrandt. You know, and you're painting under severe dark conditions where the light itself is, is, isn't really prominent. Most of the time, the paintings will be shown that way. If you walk into a museum, they don't have daylight on their paintings. They have artificial light or very low light. These great masters actually painted for the most part at night because they had to tend to horses and wagons during the day. And, you know, help their wives with their kids, you know, and the wives had to go beat their clothes down at the river, you know. And so, so, so these guys were, were busy with life during the day, livestock, because that's how they got around. So most of them painted at night, just like we do, but they use candlelight. And if you walk into a museum, they try to duplicate that, because if you actually took any of those original paintings out into normal daylight... They would shock you. They would shock, they would shock you, you know, because it's like, oh my God, it's so much better inside than outside. So, so what you're sensing with your painting, the different times of, of days and, you know, hours and stuff, it's just the nature of working under artificial or daylight, you know, and you probably have a studio that has some good windows and stuff and the light comes in. And then also when you're working with window light, Rarely does it actually duplicate the kind of light you have in a room. Usually the light bounces onto the floor because your windows are, you know, lower and, and they, you have an uplight on your paintings. And then at night you have something that kind of points from the ceiling down. And just the direction of the light itself makes a huge difference on the way you're painting. So ideally, you want to be working... Yeah, with north light, which is not very strong, through a skylight, which comes down on your painting, very similar to how a light would, a room would be lit. And you want to work under dim circumstances, because if you paint a painting under really bright lights, and you take it into a hallway, it gets dark. And it's like, oh my God, when I bring this painting into my studio, it's so dark. And if you've ever painted outdoors, you will notice that you're usually painting in extreme bright light. And when you bring those paintings into a closed room, they're way too dark. And it's because you're overcompensating for the bright light. Now, if you're colorblind and you paint a painting, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, I can't paint because I'm colorblind. The, the reality is, is that when you put glasses on for a couple of minutes, you forget that they're even on you. And whatever tint you see, because you still see values and stuff, 
um, you, you believe. You look through the world with rose-colored glasses and only for a few minutes because after that your brain adjusts for that. And you forget that everything's rosy. And so if you paint a painting that, that is uh, you know, influenced by color, um, then, then, or you know, like whatever color, however you see, because everybody sees color a little bit differently, the viewer automatically assumes that that's the way, you, the way that it was. Whether if it's an odd tint with less red or less blue or whatever like that, the viewer adopts it because they're used to seeing things change. I mean, you know, because nobody sees, I mean, do we actually see, and it's an interesting question you say to yourself, it's like, do we all see actually the, 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 the blue the same way? You know, we don't know. I don't know how you see blue. I know you kind of see blue. We could do tests to see if you could see blue. But just how blue do you see as opposed to somebody else, it's real, you can't judge that. So it's really interesting. What I would say your issue is, is you have to choose. Do you want to paint at night or do you want to paint during the day? And if you want to paint during the day, I highly advise you to cover your windows. Because the problem with painting with daylight is that that sun is moving throughout your studio, giving you all kinds of light. And so sometimes it feels like every time you start a painting, you think, oh, wow, I'm pretty good. And you think, well, maybe, you know, and then you look at it in the evening and it's it sucks. It's like a day you think, well, wow, while I was painting, the turpentine must have really affected my judgment. But it's the exterior light that is, is the problem. You want to be under consistent light all the time. And so when you say you're taking your painting from inside the studio and you're going to go take a photograph of it outside, what do you think is happening? You're infusing that painting with completely different light than what it was painting on. You look at it and go, well, that wasn't what I remember. But oftentimes when we take our painting out of the studio and we put it outside in daylight and we go take a picture, that immediate like, ick! It's like putting on glasses because now you're seeing the painting completely different than the way you thought it was. And you look at it, you judge it, go, wow, that's not what I remember from yesterday. But the great thing about the brain is that it will actually purge your thought from yesterday in the studio and now accept the new sunlight version. And now, now you know, if you look at it long enough, it's like, okay, now we adopt this. And you go back into the studio and go, oh man, it looks so much better outside a minute ago. What, is the turpentine in this room so strong that I got high? And the paintings look better with wine, yeah. But the thing is, while you're working and you get, you know, drinking, you're usually in that same light, you know. Usually we don't drink during the day, we drink at night. Although, you know, some people drink during the day because, what, it's six o'clock somewhere in this world, right? The alcohol really has nothing to do with it, although we like to blame the alcohol. But it's just the way that our, our eyes see it. So there you have it. Now you know everything you need to know about setting up a studio with lighting. Less light, the better. If you'd like to get more information about my podcast or about my videos on YouTube or my PBS show, please don't hesitate to go to my website at www.stephanbauman.com and there you can register for a free book, Everything I Know About Painting, Plus, get all the information about all of the topics that we talk about on our podcast on our YouTube. If you'd like to get a free book on everything you'd like to know about painting, there's information about that there too. But if you'd like to take your painting to the next level, and I mean like really make a profound difference in your art, give me a call. I would love to discuss with you about coaching. 
It's definitely made a difference in a lot of other students' work, and I know it will make a definite difference in the work that you do from now on. So give me a call at 415-606-9074. That's my personal cell phone number, and I do pick it up or just leave a message. I'll get back with you. Again, that's 415-606-9074. And as always, remember to do good work and paint with passion. I'm Stefan Bamman, and you have a grand day.